We're floating like butterflies and stinging like bees. Rumble, you badass jet pilots, rumble. Welcome to the Wingman Show. I'm Drew Brown. We're here to inspire, entertain, and learn so we can all grow. Happiness and serenity are the keys. To you, my, my friend, my wingman, my main man, I'd like to introduce to you Dr. Paul Thompson. Hey, Paul. Good morning, Mr. Drew. Ladies and gentlemen, you've just heard from the one and only Drew Brown, Dark Gable, the American dream. He's the man, the myth, the legend. He's the pilot's pilot, the role model's role model, and most importantly, his royal fullness. Thank you for listening to the podcast, looking at the podcast. And if you could, please remember to like, share, and subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button. We would appreciate it. I'm doing very good this morning, Mr. Drew. How are you? I'm doing great. You ready to start this show? I'm ready. All right. We'll check this out. Hey, Paul. Hey, how you doing, Mr. Drew? I'm doing good. Uh, you know, we just came out of this COVID thing, and there was a lot of negative things happening this year. But guess what? There was a lot of good stuff that happened. A lot of good stuff happened to me anyway. I really got into my working out. I got into um, taking care of some of the things I wanted to do, like doing this talk show. So this COVID thing was a benefit for me. And I take negatives, and I make them positives. You know, I was shut out from, you know, hugging people and talking to people and everything. So I just got into this thing of uh, socializing on Zoom or socializing on the phone and talking to my granddaughter every day on FaceTime. And I made I made it with what I had and I'm happy and I'm ready to go. And I just looked at this um, jobs report. There are jobs everywhere now. P- they, people can't find good people to work. So that's another good thing. The job is the jobs are coming up. The economy's opening up. This is the bomb, Paul. This is the bomb. We're ready to get back rocking and rolling. Yeah. Well, I won't. I won't be negative. I was told sometimes I'm a little too negative. Uh, I was going to say something about craziness, but I'll, I'll mirror what you said. Uh, the good thing about the nothing good about the COVID, but this time off. I was able to complete uh, my writing certificate program, which was okay. Uh, did it the last two classes by Zoom. Did it the last class by Zoom. They were pretty good. I got a lot out of it. It was a little weird. Uh, I missed some of the interaction, but it was kind of nice to commute upstairs to an upstairs office instead of driving, you know, two hours back and forth. Oh, yeah. Seven times. So that was, that was good. Uh, accomplished everything. Sorry for the people who are really, really uh, inconvenienced. See, it all depends on what kind of lifestyle you're living. If things were were rough before, it was really rough during. You know, I got a place that's quiet. I can go and nobody's bothering me. If there's like folks living on top of me, left and right, you know, a lot of stuff you can't do. People get cabin fever. They they do get a little crazy. Paul, could you imagine being back in the projects? Yeah, I'll be honest. I was never in the projects. I was kind of near them. I was near enough to them. I can't imagine being locked in my projects for a year. Not good. Not good. Not good. There were nine families on every floor, and there were 15 floors in my building, and there were four buildings on my block, just my block. That's how many people I grew up with. That's a project. That's a project. Hey, you know, also something good about this COVID, you know, we really lived through a pandemic. And I do want to say I am so sorry for the 600,000 people who have lost their lives. And worse than that, the families who have lost family members. There were a lot of people out there who didn't believe this thing. Well, 600,000 people did. 
because they're dead now. But what I think something good is like a little negative, Paul. I'm not trying to go negative here, but a little, little something. This COVID actually sure. it divided the people who care about others and the people who don't give a shit about nobody else but themselves. I'm be honest with you. It showed a lot. Their people actually showed their true selves. And I think that that's good. You know, even the systemic racism, that thing came out. It was cool to be a racist, maybe behind closed doors. But for some reason, it's come out a little bit. And we like that because we want to know who the racists are. We don't want you to be hidden. We don't want you to be nice to us and then really not like me. I just want you to be yourself. So there were a lot of good things that came out of COVID. But I do want to say something about the government, because I really didn't want to get political, and I'm not. But we get the government we deserve. Right now, we have a government of Democrats and Republicans who will not agree on anything so the other side can win. And they could care less about the people of America. And we deserve that because we voted them in. So when they stop people from voting, you know what we're going to do? We're not going to fight the rules. We're going to go get people and vote. We're going to go get all the people that they didn't want to vote. And we're going to vote. And we're going to get these idiots out of office. Because the truth is, we're getting hurt by this. Nobody's passing any bills because they don't want the other side to look good. What kind of government is that? And one more point, the Capitol riots. Do you know this woman who got killed? Her family now wants the picture of the policeman or the security or the FBI agent or whoever killed her. They want that picture and they wanted to put it out publicly. So there's my two cents, a little negative there on the little government thing. But I'll tell you right now, we get the government we deserve, but it's time for a change. We need people to care about America and not about themselves. Very selfish, very selfish politicians. I think that uh, unless there's a change pretty soon, you're going to be sliding down a slippery slope more and more and more. You know, there's there's bridges falling apart. You know that uh, with the Hernando de Soto bridge going into Memphis. Oh yeah, I found with that big crack in it, it's shut down. I think it's still shut down. Uh, you can still get in there, but you've got to go way north or way south, and it's a big deal. It's a major deal, and I think that's just one example. I remember a a big bridge collapsing in uh, Minneapolis a few years ago, and several people were killed on that big bridge. And they said it was because an accumulation of uh, bird dung, which I, you know, I have acid. To I bet. Yeah, the acid in the doo probably eats away the metal after a while. A long time, yeah, after a long while. So there's a lot of stuff that needs to be done. Airports falling apart. I haven't been in LaGuardia in a long time, but. Even uh, President Biden once said that, uh, as well as some business leaders, when they go into LaGuardia, they feel like they're in a third world country, which is which was not good. Just being outside. And how about us flying into those airports and the infrastructure around them? I mean, now we're talking danger. Those lights don't work. The runway is cracked. That's some real danger infrastructure. Yeah. Yeah. And the runways in LaGuardia are short. I I operated on a number of times. It was kind kind of exciting. Uh, flying around Shea Stadium, and you know those those it was a thing seven thousand foot runway, which is not a whole lot. But uh, and every once in a while, one goes into the water. You don't have a lot of a lot of uh, concrete to play with. Well, you know, the reason they don't want to do this infrastructure bill is because people saying they don't want to they don't want to raise taxes. Well, guess what? I just read you and I talked about this. The top twenty five richest people in America paid hardly any income tax. 
and that's Warren Buffett, Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk. They they didn't pay taxes. They didn't pay income taxes. They had to pay taxes on their capital gains. And just so you don't feel bad for them, during the period that they didn't pay taxes, they collectively made $401 billion more. Okay, individually. You know, and some would offset that. Well, they they also probably provide a lot of jobs too. So it's not though they they got away with everything scot free. But if you understand the tax code, I mean, there's two there's two the tax codes in two two parts. There's one for individuals and there's one for businesses. Most people are, you know, individuals and citizens. If you got a business going, there are a lot of things that you can do legally tax wise, but most folks don't. Uh, and a lot of stuff is offshoring. Uh, now the countries of the G7 has agreed to have a, a 15% minimum tax, global tax. I think that just wow. was agreed a few days ago. That that may change things a bit. That may change. Yes, things. that may. And why do people actually pay more to avoid taxes than they're paying their regular taxes? Because that is true. They'll pay lawyers and tax accountants. They'll pay them the same amount they could have just paid their taxes with and help this country. I, I don't get it. I, I don't understand how you could be so rich and want to make more. Like you, if I was as rich as you, I just want to help people. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, right. Yeah, right, right, right. Fast Fantasy Island. I didn't I've yet to I yet to win the lottery. I got well, I got a couple numbers. That's about it. You'll, you'll hit. Paul, we hit with the show, man. That's you know, true. And if people like the show, please like, share, subscribe. What did you say, Paul? Share with your friends, people you like, and even people you don't like, because it might help them. They might make them better people. Then you might like them. That's Just true. a suggestion. And you can see those badass jets we got um, behind us. Actually, the jet behind Paul is an A7 Corsair, and that's actually him in that jet. And the jet behind me is an A6 Intruder, and that's actually me in that jet. So if you watch it on YouTube, you get to see those kind of things. Plus That's a lot true. more. I put pictures in of the things we talk about. Here's the next subject, Paulie. Technology. That colonial pipeline thing. Russian hackers actually hack a gas pipeline and stop gas. I could not guess gas here where I live in Atlanta yeah. because it was that part of that pipeline. Same and here. these are hackers who did this. We're getting to another level of war and it doesn't take bullets. And the funny thing is that we just found out that they paid the hackers right away four and a half million dollars. And the government, some kind of way, got into Bitcoin and took all the money back. But between that and this next one, Paul, I really want to hear what you got to say. Amazon now is allowing their echoes. They're allowing them to cut into your Internet. The things in your home can actually break into somebody else's Internet and use their Internet. Technology's gone a little too far. And you know, if you talk with that Amazon thing, what's her name again? Alexa. Alexa. If you if you talk around Alexa about Hawaii, for the next week, you're going to get Hawaiian ads in all your emails. You're going to get trip to Hawaii. If you talk about lamps, you're going to get lamp pictures. It's amazing. They are listening. Go ahead, Doc. Yeah. The, uh, the the pipeline thing that was interesting. I had say I had the same thing. You know, I couldn't get gas around here. There was one station that was open that you'd have to know where it was, and they charged like about like a dollar fifty extra from what what it was the week before. But I, you know, didn't need the gas, and and things worked out. But I always thought the the, the pipeline thing seemed strange to me because they think they gave them what four and a half million dollars, something like that. 
I was wondering if these hackers, whatever they call themselves, Dark Force or Darth Vader or whatever the group is. <laughs> I forgot what it was, something in Russia. I was wondering if they were kids in the bedroom because I didn't think they asked for enough money. Right. I guess that was my 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 key in. If you were totally yes. broke and like you know, eleven or twelve years old, four million dollars is a lot of money. I'm thinking like uh Austin Powers, the Dr. Evil thing, you know, he wants to hijack the world for one million dollars. And the uh, the other you know henchmen around said, uh Dr. you a little bit more than that. One billion dollars. Uh not one hundred billion dollars. I say, okay, because he had been frozen from the sixties. So inflation has driven everything up. I didn't think four and a half million dollars is enough. Any case, okay, the FBI says they got they paid them in Bitcoin. The FBI's got like half of it back. But I was also reading that as sophisticated as they were, they weren't super sophisticated because this Bitcoin, you have this Bitcoin, these wallets, these special wallets that you can't break. Well, apparently they put it in a wallet that is headquartered somewhere in San Francisco. Uh-huh. And it's uh, uh, what did they call it? It was a, in a cust- some kind of a custodial account, a custodial wallet, which the FBI knew it, and they just they just got it. They got the codes. See, that's the big thing. It's supposed to be unbreakable code. If you put it, I guess, in the right place, they put it in the wrong place. Most masterminds don't make that mistake. Well, I this guess- is what I want to ask you, Paul. Do you think it's right if we're going to go war on the internet? for America to start attacking these other countries' internets, shutting their cities down, shutting their water supplies down? How, how do we avoid something like this? How do we fight this? Well, with eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, if you can do that. But then the countries will say, you know, we didn't do it. Plausible of course not. But we had EA6s on our aircraft carriers that could shut electrical cities down. They could actually jam communications. We do have the technology to mess up a lot of things. And I'm just tired of always playing fair when we play with people who don't play fair. You know, like when we go to war, if we go to war with one of our European allies, okay, the Geneva Convention counts. But if we go to war with some of these bad guys, they don't care about the Geneva Convention. They don't listen to those rules. True. Okay. How about this one? Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather. He was undefeated. He carries around a million dollars cash with him in a suitcase. Everywhere he goes, he has a million dollars cash. And he went and fought some guy as an exhibition and tarnished his reputation to me. Well, I didn't think he was a good fighter anyway. He's a good defensive fighter. But where I come from, you're supposed to hit, see people and knock people out. So that's what I know about boxing. You're not supposed to stop people from hitting you. You're supposed to take them out. So anyway, what do you think about Floyd Mayweather and this fight and all these people who actually paid again pay-per-view. Uh, I'm going to read you the statement. Mayweather certainly was not good. He estimated the bout he'd make between $50 million and $100 million. Not a bad payday for 24 minutes of work. He beamed a lot during the fight, but couldn't contain the grin afterward. He called this fight legalized bank robbery beforehand, and the grin probably came with it. So now he could buy another mansion and a couple more Ferraris. Do you see that famous and rich people, fame and wealth is not enough. People who are famous need to stay famous. And it's like a drug that they can't control. How many fighters come back after they're not supposed to? How many? All of them. Because they don't hear their name anymore. All right. 
Yeah, I I didn't watch it. I didn't even know how to watch it. I didn't look at it. He fought a guy named Logan Paul, who I'd never heard of, but apparently he's a, a YouTube sensation. I think he's trying to be like you. He's supposed to be a YouTube <laughs> sensation. I think his brother is also a YouTube sensation. His brother was the one that got into that match and knocked out, uh, uh, what's his name from the Knicks? I should remember. A yeah, yeah he had a real, a real fight of you a few months ago. He was, he was like 2-0. Uh, and oh. And he, he fights these celebrities, fighting N- NBA guys and things like that. Uh, I think Chad Ochocinco was also on that card. And I guess he, he I don't know if he won his match. I don't think there's a winner and loser. They just kind of go the rounds. Yeah, it was an exhibition. He was he was a wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals. Yes, yes, yeah. But I wonder if that's if that means there's a problem in, in boxing or they're taking advantage of it. Because no. nobody these Paul, nobody, you know what? I'll tell you a story, Paul. When remember Ed Tutol Jones? Yes, football player, Dallas Cowboys. You got into boxing. You're right. He called up my dad and said he wanted to get into boxing. My father and myself took Ed Tutol Jones. We brought him to New York and we took him to the gym and we started training him. Well, my dad started training him. I was hanging out, mm-hmm. and even though he was big and strong, either you're a fighter or you're not a fighter. It didn't mm-hmm. wind up good. I mean, he didn't get hurt or beat up bad or anything, but he just couldn't fight, even though he was that big and that strong. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people think that they can fight and want to try it because they're big and strong. And boxing has nothing to really do with being that big and that strong. It's skill and angles and timing and a lot of stuff. That's, yeah. that's right. One thing that people don't really realize about fighting, you can't get mad. You can't mm-hmm. get mad. You know, I have something in the facts in life. When mad, sit down, shut up, and do nothing for 24 hours because you won't feel the same the next day. But in boxing, what happens, this is physiological. The blood leaves your brain. It goes into your muscles because it's it's fight or flight. And when you get angry and scared, and I hate to say this, but anger just is fear, fear of not getting what you want or fear of losing something that you had. So that's all anger is. But in a boxing match, you can't get angry because then you can't think. And to prove this, have you ever been in an argument with somebody? I'm sure you haven't been in that many arguments, but you're really getting high strung and you're saying things. And after the argument, about 15 minutes later, you said, damn, I should have said that. Yeah, right, right. Something that was even better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like 20, like 20 minutes later, a day later, you know, I didn't, if you have, that's why you have professional writers write scripts and things like that. They get the lines just banging left and right. Real life isn't like that. Yeah, they, Paul, may say they make good money. Uh, you know, God bless them. They do make good money. Hey, Paulie, you want to give yes. me a wingman story? Wingman story. Yeah, I was just thinking about wingman uh, today. In fact, uh, yesterday at a birthday, wingman is Mr. Keith Miller, Keith Allen Miller. He's a wingman to both of us. I think he just turned 35 years old yesterday or something like that. And he's a very, very dear friend. He turned how had- old? I think I think he's like 35 or 39 or something like that. 35? Maybe, maybe a little bit older. He's yeah. been with FedEx 30 years old, 20 something years. Yeah, I, th- I think I think I think he, I think he started when he was like five or six years old, something like that. Yeah, do you know he was a civilian pilot and used to deliver pizzas and fly for an airline at the same time because they didn't pay him enough? He told me that. Yes. Yeah. 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 And he kept his check. Yeah. His first I- check. And one more thing I have to interrupt you about Keith Miller. Do you know he paid off his house and had the bank president? He had a check for one dollar. 
the last dollar he owed on it and made a big production in the bank. And they took pictures of him paying off his house with a dollar. I remember him telling me that. Yeah, I remember him telling me that a couple of times. He's a great guy. This is good. Yeah, he's a great person. I had the opportunity to fly with him a number of times on two different airplanes. And my very last flight uh, had the honor of flying with him for the whole almost two weeks. It was great. Wow. It was it was great. You know, and he made it flying fly with him was was easy. One time, you know, all three of us flew together. Yeah, where did we and, go? And we and we and we survived. We he went was, to Paris, three brothers with a triple seven to Paris for four days vacation. That is the black American dream. Believe it or not. Yeah, yeah. and got paid for it. Got paid. Yeah. And was and they paid the hotel and the meals and everything. We lived quite a life doing that. That was a great job. Keith is my wingman also. You know, I came back to flying after being out for 12 years, Paul. You know, yes. I, my diabetes actually kept me out. I changed my lifestyle. I changed what I ate. And I was able to come back to flying. That's pretty scary going back to flying after 12 years and not being in the cockpit. When I went back, I stayed with Keith at his house. He let me stay with him in Memphis going through training. Mm-hmm. And I can't thank Keith enough. He's been with me through a lot of things, a lot of difficult times. And I've been with him through the same. And we're very close. And I don't think you could have picked a better wingman, Paul. I agree. Yeah, Keith. So far, Keith is the ultimate wingman. <laughs> and he's still flying. He's still out flying. He sure is. Yeah, we'll he'll retire soon. He'll, he never wants to retire. You know, him like myself, in the airlines, it's different. You made captain. Mm-hmm. But you were hired way before me, so you became senior. Mm-hmm. Because of in the airlines, it's all seniority. The, the higher seniority, you get to pick the first trip. Well, I didn't become captain, so I could always pick my trips. That's how I went to Paris with you and Keith, because mm-hmm. I kept my seniority real high, but just stayed a first right. officer because I don't need to be a captain. I was a captain of goddamn A6 intruder dropping mm-hmm. bombs. That's the best captain I know. But in the airlines, I got to where it was my first two, three choices. And you know some of them trips, you know, week in Hong Kong, here, oh, yeah. there, Germany. Yeah. Some of them were really good. And so that's how I that's how I live. And uh, Keith is doing the same thing. Right. He's I bet you he's number one, two or three. He's got to be. Yeah, he was. He was close to that when I left three years. He sure ago. was. Yeah. I think I was seven when I left. Yeah. You're in the, you're in the single digit. So, right. you know, it doesn't matter. You know, that's, Do you know it? And people don't understand this. But when you bid, in other words, they give you hundreds of trips to choose from. Well, people with high seniorities like Keith and I, you pick three trips and you're going to get one of them. Please, everybody out there, you can watch this on YouTube. I'll put pictures up. Please like, share, subscribe. And I'll tell you something else. We really appreciate you do watching this show. We both really love doing this, and we want to make a change in this country. We want to make a change on the planet, and we're here for good. So we need to be upbeat. We're starting a new a new day. We're getting our mask off. You know, I feel a little bit naked without my mask, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Feels it's funny, a, but it's a, it's a good funny. See, when I went it's out, I I had I had I had a mask, I had a face shield, I had gloves, and it's funny. I feel funny now, just with the mask. So, <laughs> so I don't have everything. I got them with me. I spent a lot of money on stuff I don't need, but uh, it's it's kind of nice. It's kind of nice to be freer again. Not yeah. crazy. I still wear it, you know, in uh, close spaces with people I don't know. I think that masks are going to be worn for the rest of our, our lives. I think we're going to see masks. Do you remember we used to laugh at people in Japan? <laughs> they look like Michael Jackson wearing a mask. 
Well, it's not so funny anymore. No, no, no. That's true. You never know. Love you, Paul. Thanks for doing the show. Thanks for having me on. And ladies and gentlemen, please remember to like, share, and subscribe. And if you're watching on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button. We'd appreciate it. 100%. We hope you enjoyed our show. We truly thank you for your time. It's our most valuable commodity. So we're still floating like butterflies and stinging like bees. Rumble, you badass jet pilots, rumble. Dr. Paul Thompson, Drew Brown, We both say goodbye. See you guys later. All right. Goodbye. Bye-bye.